You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, the one, the only, the bionic knee, Tony Casillas. TC, what up? What up with you, my man? I'm doing good here on Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, by the way. By the way, do you get into the Taco Tuesday? Do you, I don't know why I just thought about that. I, I guess because I'm, I'm hungry. What time is it? 10.15? And I'm like uh, already thinking of food. But uh, you get in that craze. I mean, I know it was kind of like LeBron that kind of coined the phrase, but you it's funny tacos because I eat tacos any day. I eat tacos any day <laughs> for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Um, but it's funny you bring that up. I saw, breakfast tacos, especially. <laughs> exactly. I saw on Reddit right before we started recording, uh, the NBA subreddit had um, it was like a graph that showed how LeBron's performance has dipped since like he started making taco tuesday a thing and it, it literally had like like everything charted and it showed like the point it was amazing um so taco tuesday has not been a thing uh for lebron that has gone well on the court um i know he tried to trademark the phrase um but uh but yeah what's your favorite kind of mm. breakfast taco um just anything uh, chorizo probably with eggs uh more the uh, i tell you what i really like and i don't mind giving them the plugs whataburger uh, the taquitos are kind of like the breakfast taco. They're pretty good. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like anything with eggs. But chorizo probably is my best. Uh, probably cheese, eggs, throw some jalapenos in there. Although jalapenos don't really go well for me in the morning. Sure. <laughs> like too much information. But, uh, look, dude, I mean, I'm all about eggs. I'm all about tortillas. I'm all about everything else that goes along with that. So, I, I'm. it doesn't take a whole lot to uh, – you know, make me happy when it comes to tacos. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a solid choice. Very I taco won't... friendly. Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> good. Uh, we'll see what we can uh, whip up for lunch. But, uh, but Tony, it is training camp season. I don't know. We're, we're in the middle of training camp. Does it feel that way? Does no. It, no. Does it feel I, like and that's what camp? I said before we start. You know, I, I just want to get out of this funk, man. I think everyone's kind of in this funk with the pandemic. And, oh, by the way, I saw a great as you probably see advertisement on Instagram all the time, I saw a great shirt that said 2020 sucks. I almost like ordered a handful of those because it seems like it's been to that point. Although we don't want to like uh, be the doom and gloom, but it has really kind of struggled with have, having any type of momentum and finding some happiness. But we are finding happiness. I think that we need to have this approach, RJ, because if we don't, we'll just go back into the, you know, is is training camp actually start and football going to start? We just got to approach it like, you know, this is the way we got to accept the the norm for football season with everything that's going on. But look at it as it's something that's uh, it's approaching and uh, really uh, just be 
I would say be very optimistic about it because I think a lot of pessimism goes into it. But I think we just need to have that approach and like, look, let's get into this. Let's try it. And, you know, we can play it day by day because obviously that's what the NFL and that's what other sports are dealing with it. And let's deal with that pros and let's be positive about it. Um, Obviously, positivity is obviously uh, or always, excuse me, uh, my preferred outlet or my preferred choice. This has felt, um, you mentioned we're talking on Tuesday about 10.30 in the morning. This has felt like a heavy week already. Um, it's it's just, It's been a big, big dose of heavy in the world of sports. Uh, I think a lot of that was, you know, we all were riding high over the weekend. You know, baseball coming back and some NBA scrimmages. And then the the Marlins thing just really kind of took some wind out of all of our yeah. sails. And it, it the ju- bubble. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of feels like, okay, we took a step forward and now we took five steps back, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think also, RJ, don't you think, is that there's so, you know, you, there, you, you can't really speculate how things are going to happen. You can't have a schedule. You can't plan because of this and – and I'm with you on the Major League Baseball because I really actually was getting into it over the weekend. I was watching it. I think just the fact that we had, you know, sports on and baseball and just the cardboard cutups and the fact that the Rangers are playing in a new ballpark. And then we get the news of the Marlins and several players getting tested positive for the coronavirus. And then it just – this changes, redirects that. Then we're the, the question is now do they continue playing? So – that's kind of going to be the norm now. I mean, we're going to have to all deal with this and and really just, again, just try to, instead of a, ha- a glass half empty, hopefully a glass half, you know, half full kind of approach to it. Totally. Um, every day is different. Every day really is. I mean, things change. Things, they change by the hour. Um, so, um, you know, it kind of feels like we just got into all this, but at the same time, it feels like we've been in it for like a five years now um uh, but it seems like groundhog day brother it seems um, like every day is just let's uh let's be optimistic let's get up and let's uh let's start a new day maybe something will change um it is just kind of amazing that this all started like right after the super bowl or right after the combine i guess um you know it it, it doesn't feel like that um but training camp is here uh, players are reporting. We know the Cowboys rookies are all at the star getting ready. Um, and we know that the Cowboys are starting football operations and starting to um, to put together their roster. Uh, we're trying to mirror that on Monday here on the Blog and the Voice Podcast Network. We put together the offensive linemen that we think will make the Cowboys 53-man roster. Uh, today, Tony, because you're here, um, we're obviously going to do the defensive line. And so, um, look, you know, however many we choose, whoever's doing the rest of the team, the rest of this week, they're going to have to work with that. Uh, There's obviously going to be a lot of defensive linemen on this 53-man roster, but um, there's going to be cuts. There's going to be a cut. I guarantee you listening that you're going to say, how could you guys leave him off? It's it's hard. Um, So um, you want to start, Tony? Who's the most obvious name? Well, I mean, you got to start with number 90, Demarcus Lawrence. you know, that's obviously going to be <laughs> – that's a no-brainer. Uh, and then I look at uh, the free agent acquisitions, the Gerald McCoys, uh, the Duterte uh, Pose. Uh, interesting for Tyron – I'm looking at the the roster right now, the depth chart. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are just the projected starters. But, you know, Tyron, Tyron Crawford um, is projected at the right defensive end. And really that's 
there's some question marks there, RJ, because of the injury to the hip and just kind of where, you know, he's going to be back sure. as far as health-wise. But I think that's a better position for him out more on an island and, you know, banging inside with, the with you know, all those big bodies. I don't think – I think he's more suited for an out, outside guy. Sure. So those four guys right there. Now, I, I, I don't – I know his salary. I know, you know, they signed him to a big deal and really, again, the unknown. But – I mean, once you start looking at the, 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 I guess the, the you know, next to the, you know, the second team and the depth chart, um, I think when I look at Tristan Hill, I mean, this is Ooh. a dude. I don't, I don't know if he's, you know, he's a guy that fell asleep and Isaiah Thomas was given a, was given a motivation <laughs> speech. That's uh, right. So I, I think that's when a, I look, it's a true story by it, the way. It Tony's, is a true story. Tony's not you like making make, that up. Yeah. yeah, you can't make that up. So when I look at a guy that really needs to have a really solid year guy that they drafted last year the second round uh, with the second round pick uh he has got to show them look i'm you know i'm committed to playing football i mean this is my profession i'm not going to be falling asleep in meetings uh and look he has something to prove so that would be the first name in question um you know if, if once i get to that second you know the 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 twos that's the guy that really really has to show them that i'm i mean business so um, you named, I think, I think if we had to guess the Cowboys starting defensive line today, it would be Demarcus Lawrence and Tyrone Crawford outside Joe McCoy, Don Terry Poe in the middle. That's four guys that are making the 53 man roster. There's no disagreements there. We, we totally agree. Um, you mentioned Tristan Hill uh, kind of getting to the second wave. I, I certainly agree with you that um, he's not the most uh, reliable defensive lineman on the team. But, I mean, especially when you consider that next year's salary cap is is really not going to, to be a friendly one, right now, cheap labor, uh, relatively speaking, is what NFL teams are going to be looking for. And the reality is the Cowboys have Tristan Hill on a rookie deal. It, it really, there is no incentive to, to cutting him, I, I think, especially financially. Um, so I think Tristan Hill is kind of protected by his contract, if that makes sense, uh, just because it's it's such a friendly one. Uh, because you don't know what, what next year is going to bring a defensive tackle. I mean, you, you have a lot of options, certainly, but I, I, I don't. I can't see Tristan Hill getting cut is, is really my point. So I think he's on the team. So there's five. Um, you've got this year's rookies along the defensive line in Neville Gallimore, who, uh, by the way, Tony, the first photos of him wearing number 75 starting to float out. Uh, nice uh, nice to see a Sooner rocking the 75. I, I, I love that. It looks good in, the, in those colors, and I was very uh, excited about that. I even – I think I retweeted it on, uh, on on Twitter, and I think I may have to go out and buy me a Neville Gallimore jersey. Uh, well, you've so, got one. Just switch the name. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. I, I could do that, but I want an authentic one. I've okay. never, I don't I think I don't ever. Actually, have you ever bought an NFL jersey? You know, I, uh, come to For think yourself. I, yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I've, I've bought jerseys to get signed by other players, um, but just a couple. But no, not me for me personally. So That's I'd be breaking that. I'd be breaking that <laughs> that mode of buying uh, jerseys. But look, I mean, he's a former center. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that's wearing number seventy five, and so you know, we got a, a, a connection there. Uh, but yeah, I could see the, doing that. It's probably probably not too many guys. Uh, you know, my son, he he's already bought a CD Lamb 
jersey, which uh, was was expected. But uh, I, I think that's pretty cool. But in speaking of Neville Gallimore, I think that's a good question. Now, when I look at the depth of these the defensive line, you know, on paper, now there's some, you know, the rookies and the younger guys going to obviously have to prove themselves. And, you know, there's this transition. So you really, really don't know. I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding as far as when you're competing against the Zach Martins, you're competing against the, the Tyrone, the Ty, Tyrone Smiths. Uh, I mean, there's there's a transition there. So you don't really know how they're going to, you know, perform, although those are two potential, probably, well, not potential, but two future Pro Football Hall of Famers. But so I think that Neville Gallimore adds a lot of depth and really to that whole core of defensive line that they already had. I, I'm really excited to see what he can do because as we studied the guy, I mean, he's very, he's a big dude. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's 6'2, 300 pounds. He fits in that body, uh, very powerful. And here's the thing I like about him. And I'm not just saying him because I'm biased. I may seem biased towards a, a sooner. But when you watch him play, he finishes plays. And so I think that when you see a big man like that chasing down in an open field, I mean, you have a tendency to get excited, and that really sticks out on film. Sure. I mean, all the reason in the world to be excited about Neville Gallimore. Everybody was really stunned that he fell all the way to the third mm -hmm. round. Yeah. Um, his He's obviously on the team. So is Bradley and I, the Cowboys' fifth-round pick, uh, edge rusher. So that gives us, we said, uh, we've got our four. We've got Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, and Bradley. That's seven. Um, I, it's, I mean, eight to nine is, is kind of where I think this – this particular position group is going to cap out. Um, so we've really only got maybe two more spots um, available, um, you know, along the defensive line as a whole. And let's see, we've got, uh, we've got Joe McCoy. We've got Don Terry Poe. We said Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore. That's four defensive tackles. Um, you know, all the love in the world to the middle of the defensive line, Tony, but um, that's a lot already. I don't know that they'll carry any more. And so edge rushers, we already have uh, Demarcus Lawrence and Bradley and I. Alden Smith's obviously making the 53-man roster, so that's another guy. Um, you've got Dorrance Armstrong, who is now one of the veterans on the team. And considering you don't – I mean, think about that edge rush group. You've got Demarcus Lawrence, who's a stud. But outside of that, I mean, just nothing but question marks. Obviously, Tyrone Crawford is a question mark because that's just kind of who he is. Bradley and I is a rookie – Alden Smith is, you know, a question mark for his own reasons. And Dorrance Armstrong really has never really done much at the NFL level. Uh, played, obviously, his college football at the mighty football powerhouse um, known as Kansas. Um, <laughs> but um, but so that's nine. I don't know that there's anybody else that we can say with certainty is going to make the roster. Well, you got to remember, obviously, they lost Robert Griffin this last year to free agency. And so where do you get, you know, where do you make up those sacks? And I think Alden Smith is kind of going to be very intriguing to see, you know, what type of shape he's in. I mean, he's been away for a while. Uh, hasn't played football. I mean, he's kept himself in tremendous shape. Um, but the dude, if he picks up where he left off and continues that potential, could be huge for the an edge rusher and adding some addition for for sacks with Robert Griffin, uh, you know, to try to replace that. Um, I really the versatility of the defensive end to me. I mean, you know, Alden is is when you you look at his career and it's something I read about him is that 
he's situational. I mean, he he can you can line him up across the board and mismatches because the dude has been uh, very adaptable when it comes to being able to go inside and outside. So I think that if he is lives up to any potential, and obviously they didn't spend a ton of money. You talked about you know getting cheap labor. Um, but to me, I think, and I'll name uh, uh, Bradley, um, if he, you know, if he, his projections, and again, I, I really hate to get really excited about rookies because you really don't know mm-hmm. because of the transition. Um, but the addition of him, I mean, he's a, he's a tremendous player. I mean, he was, uh, he was a Pac-10, uh, excuse me, Pac-12 defensive player of the year. Uh, is very, very, he's a big dude. I mean, he plays with great leverage. Although the, the difference between him and Neville Gallimore, and this is kind of what I read in the scouting report before we started our show, is that has a propensity not to maybe finish plays, mm-hmm. RJ. But you know, I'm not going to nitpick and and really just be critiquing uh, you know that much right now. Give him an opportunity, but um, you know what? Inside, I think the depth. I think that's the biggest thing that we're looking at here in the defensive line. Because mm-hmm. we can project who's going to be playing, and maybe if they keep eight or nine, or I don't think they're going to keep ten. But something they haven't had inside is really good guys that can play the run and rush the passer. And I think if you, you you'll get that with Gerald McCoy, uh, now Terry Paul Poe, um, yeah, he's a big uh, dude inside, big powerful guy. Uh, but I think that that really inside out really bodes well for him. It's just a matter of who you're going to get besides Demarcus Lawrence off the edge to really add uh, some uh, an addition to him, but create a lot of duress on the edge. And really, it all comes down to these, both these guys, you know, inside the tackles and the ends working together. How's that going to fit together? I agree. Um, and I, there's a lot of combinations here. Uh, Rod Marinelli is probably sad that he uh, can't be the one to get to experiment with all of it. Uh, but Jim Tomsula is certainly yeah. going to have uh, have his fair share of fun, I think. I think these names, I, I, I feel like these guys are all making the roster. I mean, maybe, you know, Dorrance Armstrong's on the bubble um, a little bit. But, I mean, the Cowboys would have to feel really confident that Randy Gregory's coming back because we still don't know about that. So you can't factor him in um, or Joe Jackson, who Jerry Jones hyped up a lot last yeah. uh, training camp period. Uh, he would have to be really impressive in training camp. Uh, but I mean, so he's, he's my like kind of fringe dude. Uh, but looking at this again, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, Alden Smith, Bradley and I as edge rushers, Dorrance Armstrong, obviously there, that gives you five and then four defensive tackles. As far as I see it, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill is uh, definitely the low man on the totem pole there. That's nine defensive linemen. I mean, I, I just, you know, I don't know about a 10th, um, you know, again, no, so, no disrespect uh, to the D line. Yeah. I, uh, look, I, you know, no, no disrespect taken here. I mean, I, I think that if you can, you know, I mean, if you can platoon, look, I mean, if you, if that's the strongest part of your, your, you know, your defense and look, I mean, if all those guys are that valuable I mean, you have to I mean, take it in consideration, um, you know, who you have and, and, and as you look and, you know, you can only keep so many guys and there's so many spots. And here's the thing also that I want to, that, that, and maybe get your perspective. This is the learning. How are you going to teach some of these younger guys? Because it's all going to be different with the COVID and, you know, how the, when 
as far as working with players. There's only, no pro, preseason games. So the development part of it is going to be kind of unique this year. You're not going to have the time to these guys to really adapt and get more rest because it's like let's hurry up and get the season started because we don't have the time that we did because of COVID. So also that, the learning curve with some of these younger guys to see what they can do. Now, on the flip side of that, I mean, it's, you know, for a veteran, I mean, I I would welcome it. I mean, I, you know, I, I think we're always harp, you know, harping about as a veteran, we don't want to play preseason games because for one, it's they're not right. necessary. You know, you, you, you take the chance of getting injured, but for veteran players, I think it'll be fine. But I think just for the younger guys that really that need more of the reps and kind of need to see it, um, maybe a little bit different transition there. No, I agree. Um, actually, this this brings me to an interesting point, but I just want to make sure we're in agreement. These are the nine guys that we can see nine defensive so linemen. Ant- on- yeah, so Antoine Woods is not is is not going to make the. I mean, there's another name. I mean, you know, Antoine, yeah, but- Antoine was he contributed. I mean, there was there were, he had glimpses where he was a guy they counted on. So Antoine is somebody that. Antoine doesn't annoy me. Don't don't take this that way. But 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 Antoine annoys me because he has this incredible, incredibly loyal following um, on Twitter. And look, if you're listening, don't be the person that tattletales on Twitter and like tags the player. Nobody likes that. You know, like that's the worst thing. Like when people tag the player, or whatever. But um, in in our mentions on the blog and the boys account, I think Antoine hates us. Uh, because, you know, we've just said some things and then people tattletale and he sees it. And so he's gotten upset about it. So um, Antoine is, look, he's got potential. But here's the thing. Antoine Woods, I'm not keeping personally over Gerald McCoy or Don Terry Poe. I, I think you agree with that. I'm not keeping him over Neville Gallimore because, I mean, A, I think Neville projects to be a better player, even if he's not today. Um, and I go back to the, the finances of all this. I mean, Neville Gallimore is now on a rookie contract, and I have team control over him for four years, and Tristan Hill is on the second year of his rookie contract. And so all of those things have greater upside to me than Antoine Woods, and that's that's one of those hard decisions for me is because while I can totally see that uh, or see him being a legitimate contributor this year, I mean, I, I just – I don't know. I, I don't know how you make room for him now – um, he's probably my 10th guy. I'll say that he's probably my, my 10th name. Actually, Randy Gregory is my 10th name. If, if Randy Gregory is eligible, that's my 10th name. Um, but if Randy Gregory is eligible, maybe I bump out Dorrance Armstrong, like I'm saying. And so Antoine's on the cusp there for me. And maybe he's somebody, um, who, and this was kind of where I was going to go now, um, is, is aided by one of these opt-outs that we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of names opt out. Uh, but before I get to that, I want to get your take on Antoine Woods. Do you, I mean, would you, that's five defensive tackles. I mean, would you carry him or, or is he just on, on the edge for you too? Well, it just depends on if I can get, cause Tyron, Tyron Crawford, um, is, is a guy that has played inside, but I think he's more, I think he's more, uh, natural outside. And again, he's had some health issues. So I don't, that's a question mark is, you know, how's he going to, how, how's he going to hold up? I mean, you know, he's, he's, when you come, when it comes to a hip injury and having surgery, I mean, that's just kind of the unknown and hopefully it, it won't be an issue, but you know, that's another issue with him and see what, you know, how he holds up and um, you know, how his health's going to be this year, because I, I always think this notion and I think you got to keep as many guys you think are going to contribute. 
Now, if it, you know, Banton Woods, if you compare them to Tristan Hill as far as last year, Tristan Hill did not contribute whatsoever. Well, so and they, they, both, the, uh, they both had the issue with Isaiah Thomas. It was the two of them, actually. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, both of them. I mean, whatever it is, uh, that I just thought that that was, I mean, to fall asleep like that, I, I, I just, I'd have to slap him across the head and say, look, dude, just wake up. And But, you know, that's, uh, that's another story. But um, I think that it's a notion for me is that you keep players that can make a contribution. And, mm-hmm. and look, the, the generation of sacks and pressures is hard to find. Um, obviously, if you're a run stopper, which, you know, there's, there's guys that they have that are just mo- more noted to that, but also they help push the pocket. So um, it just depends on, you know, you mentioned Red, Randy Gregory. I don't know what his status is. It seems like his right. status changes all the time because of just some of the decisions he's made. Uh, maybe that's – I'm not even going to factor it in right now. I mean, I don't even see him on the roster, so it's hard for us to factor him in. I'm just – with the guys having the rest – the rosters, the guys that we just mentioned, um, those are the guys I really think that they may – well, I mean, a lot, most of them, I mean, the ones that we mentioned, the shoe-in ones, the guys, uh, the Demarcus Lawrences and the Gerald McCoys and those guys, uh, they're going to be there. But as far as some of the other guys that are – you know, it, it becomes a numbers game. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. I mean, you can only keep so many players at that position. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So that's our nine then. Antoine just misses it. Do we agree? However begrudgingly? Well, I mean, if you look at both the guys, okay, so if you're going to say that, you're going to say Tristan Hill still has some upside. Uh, and, and I'll even show it, anything his rookie year. He, he's a second-round draft pick. I mean, regardless of he's cheap labor, you don't have any money in, in, you know, invested in him right now, you're still going to give him a chance, even if he doesn't even sound like Because I remember we talked high on the dude I, like, I before think, he went in, but it just seems to me that maybe maybe he's he's more committed. Maybe hopefully he comes in with a different attitude because that's what's going to have to get my attention. And maybe Gerald McCoy is a great leader. I mean, that that's a underrated element here. I mean, you know, there's, it's no secret that look, we've talked about Tyrone Crawford a lot. Um, After the Cowboys lost to Chicago, I think last year, there was a report from NFL network that the Cowboys were really, really, really missing veteran leadership, especially from Tyrone Crawford, who had been hurt earlier in the season, so wasn't around. I'm I'm willing to 
I'm I'm willing to look at Tristan Hill again. It's I, it's too early for me. If look, Taco Charlton got more than a season. You know what I mean? Like, and let's let's give Tristan Hill another year. New coaching staff with Jim Tom Sula. You know, I I just I'm and I'm not saying that that turns Tristan Hill into this amazing player, but. I think that that's a fair – the, the sample size is just too small for me to completely abandon Tristan Hill right now in the name of Antoine Woods, as great of a uh, player Antoine has been at times before. Well, and, and also here's the thing. Also, when these guys come back, of you know, what – because it hasn't been the Ottoman conventional situation over the last <laughs> few months as far as training, you know, what guys are in shape, who's been taking care of themselves, who's been a professional – I mean, I, I think that's going to be an indication also is how the Antoine Woods and the Tristan Hills, the guys that really, really need to be, a, be showing it, you know, create an impact. And then they have new coaches. I agree with that. I think that, you know, I, I maybe last year they, they got a little stale with uh, Rod Marinelli and just the whole way he, he coaches the philosophy, maybe with the new coaching change, maybe that'll change his demeanor, change, you know, his attitude. I don't know. I, I think that's more of a tendency when you get to college football that maybe you you have to change a little bit, you know, the ways and, you know, your, your, the way you go about your work. But I think certainly it, 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 can't, it, it can't hurt. But mm -hmm. really, I think that when you get to this level, RJ, it's all about individuals. I mean, how they, how they motivate themselves and then the voice that it's coming from, that being the coach, maybe that resonates more. All right, Tony. I'm going to make a fancy graphic when we're done here. So do we agree with the names then? What are our, our nine? These are our nine, our edge rushers on our 53-man roster right now. Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, Alden Smith, Bradley and I, Dorrance Armstrong, five edge rushers, and four defensive tackles. Joe McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill. That's our nine. Agreed. Okay. Then, agreed on something. Boom. The graphics and and what, look once it's a graphic, I mean, it, it's done. It's locked and loaded forever. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, yeah. I think that that's a that's a pretty good, pretty good start. I mean, on paper, realistically, sure. that looks like that should be the nine guys. So um, make sure uh, to tune into the rest of the shows here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network all across the rest of the week as we continue to build uh, our collective 53-man roster. The, uh, the trench is now taking care of both the offensive line and defensive line. Tony, I mentioned this, and I wanted to get your take. Obviously, somebody who's been through the NFL, granted not during a pandemic, um, but we are seeing opt-outs happen. Um, actually, as you and I record, we're seeing more and more opt-outs across the NFL. Um, and uh, the New England Patriots um, are experiencing their fair With share of opt-outs. Right? Well, at this point, they have now uh, jumped up to five players. Um, again, you and I are talking now. It's almost 11 uh, a.m. Central time on Tuesday. But the, uh, the New England Patriots saw Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon, uh, Donta Hightower, who doesn't get the credit he deserves. He was one of the most important players uh, in that um, that Super Bowl run that they had. Uh, but uh, we have now seen Patrick Chung opt out, decide to opt out. And I'm missing one more um, that uh, that opted out. But they are at five. The New England Patriots are. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, – uh, the this here, I guess – Happened this morning. Uh, Maurice uh, 
Kennedy didn't he isn't he opting out for the Cowboys? So that that news was uh, reported on Monday, but oh, on okay. on Tuesday it was reported that Stephen Guidry, uh, I think it's I think it's Guidry, it might be Guidry, um, the undrafted free agent wide receiver from Mississippi State on the Cowboys roster is opting out as well. Um, but a very important distinction. Um, again, lots of information is happening uh, are coming out. Uh, I saw this while we were recording as well. Tom Pelissero from NFL. Network reported that undrafted free agent rookies are not eligible for the $150,000 voluntary opt-out um, payment. Uh, yeah, I was going to so- if, if if that was a case, and there'd be a ton of undrafted free agencies going in and uh, declaring that they wanted to opt out. Well, and that was that was kind of where I was going with this because the the take has been yeah, what do they have to lose. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> so you know. Some people are saying, oh, you're just going to see the guys that were at the end of the roster that probably weren't going to make the team anyway. They're going to be the ones that opt out so they can guarantee themselves, you know, financially, et cetera. And if that's true for any player, good for him. Good for that player looking out for himself and looking out for his family because these are certainly uncertain times. Uh, But I wanted your thoughts. I mean, what would would you look at it that way? I mean, what you know, obviously it's a hypothetical on top of hypotheticals, you know, depending on you know where a player is in his career. But I mean, how would you look at that if it was? Well, I think first and foremost, I look at the this the whole, you know, what they agreed on and you know, how safe is it to play. I think it's really, I think your odds as a young guy and being able to survive COVID nineteen, you're going to be great. You're going to be fine. Um, but if I'm at the bottom of the food chain and that being a free agent and my only way to to have any type of security is to opt out for the 150000 or whatever my circumstances are, obviously, right. if you're an undrafted free agent. But if you're a free agent, uh, then that would be motivation. I mean, I can't blame someone for taking that option. I mean, it's a it's something that was agreed by the Players Association with the owners before they before they started and began this whole process of continuing the season this year. Um, so no, I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, now New England, I mean, there's some players that you just mentioned that are impactful guys that decided whether they have, I know there's, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's players that have, they're expecting their wife's expecting a child. They're going to have a child. They right. feel like it's the, the best interest that they expose their child to COVID-19. I have no problem with that. Um, the fact that they have an option to be able to, uh, to opt out and 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 pick that type of uh, you know environment or whatever they decide to do, I think it's that's great for them. And but uh, look, the bottom line is we don't know w- what the process is going to be. I mean, week one when all these players start coming back, I mean, if there's a ton of positive tests, I mean, where are we at, RJ? I mean, we're gonna it, it, as we mentioned before. I mean, in March, whenever this pandemic started, when you mentioned the combine and right. it seems to us that it, it's gotten worse. It hasn't really gotten better. We, we were speculating that everything was going to be hunky dory, that we we're going to start on time. And here we are faced with the unknown and hopefully the unknown will be, that it'll be, this will be not like baseball, but more in a bubble where guys are, you know, more accountable for and, and kind of protect themselves. But you know, the way they did the, the opt out, I have no problem with that. I think that you have to do what's, What's uh what's right for your family and what you feel comfortable with? No, I I completely agree. Um, 
every player should do what they feel most comfortable with for whatever reason they have. That's a good job by the NFLPA for getting them that option. Um, you mentioned, I mean, back in March, I remember I thought, I thought the Masters was going to go off. You know, I was like, oh, the Masters will be fine. Like, you know, whatever. I mean, everything everything that we thought has just been completely broken and proven to be wrong. Um, but I am I'm just curious for how guys will look at this, because to your point, maybe some guy is on the bubble, you know, been in the NFL a couple of years, looks at the situation, says, well, that they have a lot of guys in my position. Maybe I'm not going to make it. Let me opt out. Let me let me take, you know, what, what is it? Uh, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush or whatever. Yeah. Um, is it bush or bushel? I think it's bush. It's in the bush. Uh, um, but, <laughs> but anyway. So maybe, ask me what, that, the, what uh, that's reference to because, yeah. Well, so anyway, maybe uh, maybe they look at it that way, and that's, that's a fair way to look at it. Um, but I, I think the alternative way to look at it is say, you know, I don't know, say I'm a defensive tackle, right? And say, well, you know, two other defensive tackles have opted out, right? Um, Maybe I'll get more playing time this year because other guys are opting out. And so maybe, you know, I can turn that playing time into a big contract that's going to be worth more. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a very relevant factor. Like the opt out can be affecting players in different ways. You know what I'm saying? In that, players opting out obviously creates opportunities i mean for for different people think marcus cannon the patriots starting right tackle is opting out i mean that that's a new opportunity for a new tackle in new england to play and potentially make his mark and make his way this entire season and it depends obviously on each individual player what they value what they're the most comfortable with but but i'm just saying that's that's really interesting to consider all of the details associated with the opt-out well let me put it this way you're not going to have demarcus lawrence who's making zillions of dollars opting out i mean i i'm just yeah i think that there's um you know, concern for the exposure for his family and everything. When, But when you sit down and you think about it, it'd be hard to – when you're making $15 million opt-out for 150000 So I think everything's relative to the situation. Sure. So I, I just – I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I mean, that's – No, yeah. That, to it, me, it, that is the big picture. I mean, and so that – there's a motivation, as we just mentioned, about a player that doesn't, doesn't know if he's going to even be on the roster – to really just kind of go down that road. And I, I can't blame him for that. It is um we're in some some really unique times. Um and um, you know, it, it's it's really is amazing how every corner of our lives is affected. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything we do is affected right now. Um yeah. it's nuts. But um Well, you know, I, I started going back to the gym because I got out of my PT where I was going into physical therapist and I graduated from that and kind of more my independent and ramping up my PT. So I'm going back to the gym and and it's really it, it's it's just totally it's weird how we're having to, you know, stuff we take for granted, going to the gym and exercise and wear a mask and I think it's for the best. It's very highly sanitized. But just the fact that every day you work, we wake up, you got to put that mask on and you're thinking, wow, this is 2020. I never thought that I'd ever experienced something like this in my lifetime, let alone my kid's lifetime. So it's just really, really weird. How, um, how many masks do you have? I got two. I got the one that really just you pull up. It's, it's, uh, it's really, it's got ventilation 
in the mouth and you know oh like one more. of the one of the legit ones yeah so you pull it up and you pull it down and i got the the other one i just had the the regular the regular mass that you know the the ones you you know it's got the two straps in the ears it's blue i couldn't breathe out of that and i i just had to have something to breathe actually my wife got it for me and i'm glad she got it for me because you know you, you got to make it where it's it's uh, feasible and where it, it's something you can actually breathe, mm-hmm. you know, you know how it is and you get claustrophobic and everything, but I, I couldn't imagine going and working out or exercising with something like that. But the people are crazy. I mean, RJ, you saw, I don't know if you saw on, on Twitter, the, the lady was pissed off at someone because they didn't wear a mask. So she decided she was going to spray the, the husband with maize. So it's oh, just, I don't I, know if you've seen that. I have not seen that. There have obviously been a lot of um, some old ladies of, like she's mad because you know they're at the park and they're having lunch and hello, you got to take your mask off to eat or drink, right? I will she say she wants to spray spray the you know the, the husband that's there and she. I mean, it's just crazy, man. I saw. Um, I don't remember what baseball game it was. Obviously, baseball just came back, but uh, the, this video was on Twitter. Um, some some coach or some manager, excuse me, was upset. So he went out to go confront the umpire. You know, like, I mean, that happens in baseball all the time. Right. And it, it was so funny because like, as they were walking <laughs> towards each other, they were both like masking up and it was oh, just, that's funny. it was just, I mean, it wasn't funny, but were it was social I mean, distancing. Uh, and, and so like, it was, <laughs> it was just, between the they, yeah, they, they got all, they got all ready and stood a little <laughs> bit apart and were, were just, it was like, they were still just as animated. It's not uh, the same though when but, they're riding in like, space and they're the, spitting. <laughs> the ump though was like, was like taking a while like you know so he was like stepping back and like like waiting to walk up while he was like masking up uh so it's it funny just, i gotta check that one out i'll, I'll find it i'll send it to yeah. you but um yeah. but nah man i mean so um we will see what happens uh but we have our nine guys that we believe will be on the dallas cowboys roster uh, at defensive line uh so that's that um any other closing thoughts tony before we get out of here no i just i just to the point we mentioned off the top of our show is I'm just glad that, you know, football's back. And I think that's the approach we got to look at and, and just, you know, that, that glass is, is half full and let's move on. And until we were told something differently, like every, every other day, then we'll just move on and continue to do our job and get excited about Cowboy football. For sure. Uh, if you get a Neville Gallimore jersey, tweet out a photo. So we can I will. See it. So, I'm going to uh, do it, brother. That's I, I find that really cool that you've never yeah. bought a jersey before. Do you, like, uh, do you even know what size you wear? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to look different on my, my old ass, but I'm going to get one. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> you, and you should you know what you should do? You should once you get once you can, you should do the swap with him because you'll literally be swapping the same jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it'll it'll be the same thing just with different names. That'll be cool. I think that's kind of a cool idea. I just uh, we're a little different age gap, and but yeah, I think we got to represent. I, I think that's a great idea, man. You come up with some great, brilliant ideas. I wonder. I guess that's why this show is so good. Well, um, yeah, we've got, <laughs> n- got nothing else to do these days. So uh, that's for sure. Besides golf, are you still golfing every day? Yeah, we. Um, this is my closing thought, I suppose. Um, so where I moved to is uh, is on a golf course. So so I keep a mask in the golf cart now. 
Um, and we have uh, we have a league here, um, all the people that live in the neighborhood. And so we go out every Wednesday. Everybody stays socially distanced. And, um, you know, we play nine holes every Wednesday. And so you yeah, uh, have to give that disclaimer. This is this is the third <laughs> week. And uh, so we'll be playing tomorrow. Uh, as we you, record. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm dialing in, man. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I play golf in about and it's been going on seven weeks. Well. I'll let you know how I do this week. Right, um, it's Take it's been money. raining, so uh, it's uh, <laughs> everything should be nice and soft. But uh, Tony, have yourself a great week. Everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon enough. This was the Seven Five Zero. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.